Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Jim, what do we got out there first off, man? We'll get into this Funny Pages uh, movie review. Hulk Grand Design, Monster Madness, available now wherever comic books are sold. You can pick this up. And it is time to pre-order the oversized treasury collection of Hulk Grand Design. It'll be out in early 2023. Order that today wherever you buy books or comics. And Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, is back in print from Image Comics, featuring eight full-color stories written and drawn by me and perfect for the uh, superhero fan in your life this holiday season. Red Room trigger warnings. Red Room, the anti-social network. Both books are in stores at this moment. Each book uh, contains four issues of the comic plus about 60 pages of extra stuff. Every issue is self-contained. So if you see either of these books, give it a shot. If you dig it, scoop up the other uh, books, man, and uh, hit up my Patreon, patreon.com slash edpiscor. All of these books are, are up there, plus I'm serializing the next round of Red Room up there. Three bucks for it all. More than 300 pages worth of stuff. Uh, with that in mind, man, let's jump into things, dude. Do something a little different. The movie Funny Pages came out, and uh, every single day, no exaggeration, five to a dozen people would hit us up on our various uh, platforms, tell us that's a movie we need to see. Got hold of it, saw it. We have some thoughts, man. Yeah, I'm surprised by the uh, people who say that's a movie we need to see. And why do you say that? I was underwhelmed by it. I watched the first hour with my wife who says her review in a nutshell is funny pages more like unfunny pages <laughs> and did not stick around for the full 90, uh, 90 minutes or so. Um, it's fun, of course. You know, it's about a high school kid that wants to be a comic book artist. Love it. That's, that's a really good start for me. Uh, as it progresses, I have a lot of questions. You know, it's a very, um, I think I said this to you, esoteric movie. You know, there's sure. a lot of inside comics kind of talk. And as near as I can remember, every bit of that insider part was was wrong. Like, it was way off, right? Yeah. For example, talking about a color separator in the early years of Image Comics, and we see a continuity comic, down, for example. Down to... A like, weird choice. The Indicia uh, is clearly an, a continuity comic, Oh, and you see the back cover, like there you see the ad for Crazy Man. Yes, Crazy Man ad is in there. I think you mentioned that it looks like a Megalith comic, and I think it was. I considered diving into my back issues to see if I could find the specific page. Little Tom Grinberg. Uh, but it just, it, it, it's weird to me some of those choices, right? Let's just say, this will be... Spoilers Lots abound. Of spoilers. Spoilers abound. We're not gonna. I should I should have warned everybody before I dropped that continuity bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so spoilers abound. If you haven't seen the flick, go check it out. Then you can watch our video on the thing. But uh, that is a little bit of the carp before the horse because I want to get into that nerd shit. You know, like this is this is our revenge. Whenever you draw too many frets on a guitar, and every guitarist comes yes. out and and tells you how much you fucked up, like we'll 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 have that piece in yeah, this video for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Simple story. This dude, young high school kid, it's like boy ghost world, right? Like, it's like high school boy about to get out of school uh, is a very, like, naive, gullible kind of character, I would, I would call him. I actually identify with that character a little bit uh, because he's listening. If you are in a position of authority, as long as you're not his father, <laughs> he's going to listen to what you have to say, right. and he's being shaped. And it made me think about like, when, when I started Hip Hop Family Tree, I was a perfect age for that, Jimmy. About 29, 30 years old. Lived enough life where I would question things. Because I was talking to, with the with early pioneers of hip hop and everybody invented everything. <laughs> and uh, if I was 21, I'd have been like, oh yes, sir, I will put that in the comic immediately. You know, like I would have been totally right. used. Uh, and this kid, you know, his his, his uh, high school teacher, his always high school art teacher is like Michael Jordan, you know, like send this shit off to the Mad Magazine right away. Uh, teacher dies and the kid, he tells the kid, don't even go to college. The boy drops out of high school. Uh, See, there's interesting pieces there already. Let, let's dissect the teacher. Yes. Don't go to college. And he, he's looking at the kid is basically getting his portfolio together to submit to schools. And the teacher's looking at it, and it's like the comic stuff really strong. So already I hate this kid because he's got an art teacher who's into comics. Yeah. He's open to this stuff. And the so. boy draws like Johnny Ryan, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> right, which is another, a big 
piece of my contention with the movie. But the art teacher is really supportive of the comics part. Yeah. And okay, that's cool. I can go with that. And then like he shows like the figure drawing stuff, and the art teacher's like, "See, this doesn't look like you. There's no voice. Your your voice isn't here. This stuff, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, the figure drawing stuff, completely boring." And his reason to tell the kid not to go to college is because essentially you will learn to do this stuff by the books and that essentially is unlearning to do the stuff that makes you good right now yeah because he is good he's johnny ryan good <laughs> and uh, you know johnny ryan one of the artists that contributes so it's it's high level cartooning but it's also cartooning that's very far outside of where this boy is going to go in the course of the movie yeah but i i like parts of that art teacher like it's real interesting because i went to school for art and many of my classmates ended up being art teachers because mm -hmm. that's one of the things that you could do in the 90s with an art degree and this teacher being sympathetic to this kid and I imagine there are a lot of art teachers out there today that are open to comics now with comics and graphic novels and everything being popular so I'm down with all of that stuff it's ballsy let me tell you for a teacher to my wife is in education and that teacher might lose his job for telling this kid skip college because you've got the talent and you don't want to rob yourself of that voice. But in practical terms, I think that's really interesting perspective. That's a real thing. I always say you can't unlearn to ride a bike, and that's what this is. And it can be done. You know, supposedly Alex Toth retaught himself composition after working as a professional for some time. When I went to But it's rare that you can unlearn something like that. When I went to the Kubert school, like they fashioned you to be a an illustration assassin, which is to say, kind of a hack. You get the job done in on time. You do kind of the bare minimum. Like they, they want a good placement percentage mm -hmm. when you get out of, of course. school. So they're going to set you up with the tools to be able to get a job. And uh, it's up to you to rise above that to do some things. But in order to get that job, to to, to gain the tools to, to get that job, means you have to be marketable. So they have to burnish off a lot of that shit. And I think it took me a decade to unlearn one year's worth of that uh, education. Yeah, and I'm not even critical of that because they were teaching that as a trade. Yeah. And that trade was assembly line comics. Totally. And it's that's but, a but it was thing. it was it was it was it was beyond that because it was it was freelance illustration. It was it was more than that. Like comics is a part of it, but certainly like whatever. Anyhow, uh, did you scrutinize the bookshelves in the in the in the art <laughs> I, I didn't. in the art teacher's office? Because I feel like it's all the right stuff. Okay. It's the Kurtzman Mad, Russ Cochran. I saw the complete crumb comics, I think every issue, because you could tell because the spines are all fucked up. Like, you know, the first five have spines where the text is yeah. like this. Then the next five is like this. Then the last bunch is like that. That's they did well to get Jacob Covey and team into uh, the design uh, part of that. I saw Humbug. So like the teacher had the right shit on his shelf uh, to be saying those things. Yes. It was congruent. And, and uh, that teacher as character, when he's established, it's a smart piece of storytelling because he's smoking out the window. And that's a teacher, you know, that's your high. So like, that's already telling you that like this teacher is different than the rest, man, because he's got vice and, and, and all that stuff. And that's a good piece for character because the kid, the cartoonist kid is very anti-authority. Yeah. And if that teacher were just like part of the teachers, right. I don't think the kid connects to him. So right. that's a nice piece of storytelling. <laughs> teacher takes his gear off and it's like, hey, you want to draw me? Like you like life drawing, don't you? You want to draw me? And the kid, because he's malleable, he's at that age, man, where he's looking for guidance. He wants to do this comic thing. He's looking for guidance. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, I want to draw you. And, and the actor's pretty good in that moment because he's like, you could tell that maybe he doesn't really feel like drawing the guy. Uh, old teacher strips down. And because of enough art education and, and doing croaky drawing stuff, I actually didn't think anything untoward whatsoever at, in that moment it's like yeah it's like a life drawing thing like it's like you know he's a you look at my bulbous tits with hair on them like all that kind of shit but this this uh, high school art teacher getting butt ass naked sitting up on a desk and then it's after that where the boy is like yo i gotta split mm -hmm. you know he draws them a little bit I, you know i gotta split and then the teacher like has second thoughts and is like we didn't do anything weird right like you feel good you feel cool like dude starts getting guilty and then it's like yeah i guess it yeah that's weird it was a weird thing for that teacher to be doing. Gets hit head-on collision, dead. Mm -hmm. Dead. So that mentor in his life is taken out of the picture. The, the Maybe only, just in time. 
<laughs> the, the, the real lesson we got from the cat was uh, drop, don't, don't go to college. Right. And it, th that is, I, I thought that was pretty interesting. I'm yeah. on board at this point in the movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. This I'm, is kind of interesting. Anybody that, at least personally, you know, like I wanted to draw comics in high school. I'd have been blown away by this teacher and this advice. So uh, funeral happens. The boys, because like our boy Robert is his name. He's got a friend, Miles, I think, is the other cat's name, the kid with the glasses. And uh, who's also aspiring cartoonist. Right. And dude, it becomes the craft versus art argument is like a piece of this movie, you know? The climax of the movie, we're going to come back to that. It's, I think he says it's craft versus soul or something like that at the climax where they're yelling we'll about it. what's important. We'll save but it. it. But, but it's it is in, an important part of the movie. And it's in here throughout. Because yes. like the Miles character is the picture box art comics cat. And this other kid is malleable. Like he's down, he's Johnny Ryan. Also, Pete Bag does the lettering for the mm -hmm. credits, and I was looking at the uh, each character. He hand letters every name. It's not a font. If you were curious, <laughs> um, so your art teacher, who I just explained the pedigree of the books on his shelf, he's dead. They're boxing up his shit. Let's go in that room and retrieve a couple of things, man. I yeah, that kid, was pretty sick. Kid breaks in to get some some of that stuff and find some of his art teacher's comics find some of I think his own work might have been in the teacher's possession that's like he looks surprised when he sees like the the um pi the pinups of like miles and himself so it makes me think that it's his teacher's art collection yeah unclear 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 but but, but, but he ends up busted by police yes and it's kind of like a no harm no foul yeah um you know not obviously not a regular burglar uh, they all recognize that let him go but this is where we meet his parents at the police station in the aftermath of getting released. And we see the, the whole friction plays out there, right? The kid is done with school, period. Yeah. Not planning to go beyond high school and also not planning to go back after Christmas break. Tries to assert some independence by pushing away from his like upper middle class. That's a nice house they live in. Man. I was looking at that house and I thought it's a six or $700,000 house in Allegheny County. Yeah. Substantial here. And they're in like New Yorkish. Yeah, 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 tri-state area. Right? Yeah, so that's that's a million-dollar home. It's an expensive house for sure, and the reason that's important is because that kid's gonna move out. Yeah, in in, I don't buy any of it. Oh, see, you ain't you ain't out in this world too much, Mick, because he's fucking like, yeah, I I, I buy it. We'll we'll get into that, man. Uh, dude's trying to assert his independence. Uh, his dad brings a friend who's some lawyer, but the boy is like, I I don't even want to use him. I'm just gonna use this public defender. And it turns out like that isn't even the guy on the prosecution side is like, ah, yeah, fuck it. Let's move on to the next thing, man. Uh, go through all this stuff with the with the parents. You should write my friend a letter. He took his time out of his law practice to get you out of there. The boy's like, listen, I'm, I'm done with school. Uh, I'm moving out. I didn't even use that dude. So maybe you should write him a letter, Pops, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's your friend. He did you a favor. Totally. <laughs> and uh, that kid's a shit. And he is. He is. <laughs> which which I do like exploring the unlikable I, i'm with you on that because because me as a senior in high school yeah way worse than that kid sure sure this dude this director is definitely inspired by klaus like yeah. like he asked dan klaus I, like i don't know anything but i think he probably asked dan klaus to do the art first to do because <laughs> it is klausy and every character in this thing it is if you got cast in this movie this the director's kind of laughing at you probably because you look a little weird you got like a comb over That's or something true. the 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 most normal looking per person is like the boy and like the the father are like the two kind of like average guys but like even the dad almost has the ichabod crane mm -hmm. buscemi thing happening almost yeah, I figure out what he's from he's been i've seen him in a bunch of stuff but i, I can't i can't think of it off the top of my head yeah so i know Mis about misanthrope is the word i would describe yeah. the people in this the, the world view of this movie so so i i am real curious to see what you don't buy because i know a lot of uh kids Here's brought up bougie. We, we can cut to it right like he moves into an apartment shows up at the apartment at night this is a winter setting in jersey trenton trenton I yeah in jersey and uh, the guy lets him in through several locks, and he is just the sweatiest old dirty <laughs> man. Gets into this apartment that's a basement apartment, and it's just hot. The the I don't know what they have their heater and stuffs running like for this whole apartment building, furnace, and uh, and then there's like another dude in his room, another old guy. 
that's the part I don't buy. Like you're this little kid and you're gonna go just stay with these two old sweaty dudes that are half naked. That part, and it's his rent is $350 and it's for a one bedroom basement apartment in Trenton. And it's not even it's a, not in New one York. bedroom. Yeah, and 350 is his cut. Like your rent's over $1,000 for this place. Right. And with two guys that were just the creepiest dudes ever. Straight up. I just don't see upper middle class kid going from that to that in one night. I, I do. That is nightmare factory. Yeah. I'll, I'll, one I'll, night of sweating through. <laughs> because you're wearing, I'd, I'd be wearing my parka and shit if I was going to go to sleep with those two dudes yeah. around me. Like, horrible. It's, it's so funny you say that because. Also, how you drawing in that humidity? That's for sure, man. It's going gonna, it's gonna to affect your ink line. It's going to affect your incline uh, in a big way. I know people who who would who would have easily accepted that the three fifty sure yeah that's a, that's a, I'll give you a hundred dollars maybe or something. If it was a like hundred bucks, I would have been a little more on board of like okay, this kid can't afford even with a roommate an apartment. Yeah. So this is what you get if you can't afford anything. But it just. It's. I mean that that was fun for a movie. He's you know, he's it's like put him in this awkward. He's situation. in he's in over his head, because like. He uh, now comes to a place where he's need to, he needs to get a job. And he actually, in a roundabout way, took his dad's advice to an extent about sending a letter mm -hmm. to his dad's friend. Well, he decides to send a letter to the public defender, another Johnny Ryan mm -hmm. illustration of the, the girl. And what was fun with that piece is like, you know what Johnny Ryan's lettering looks like? And so that's on the board. And then you see this hand like right from Robert and it's clearly not <laughs> right. Johnny Ryan. And it's so divorced from like the top, but like your, your wife doesn't notice that. No. You know what I mean? Like a regular like moviegoer does not notice that. Also, by the way, like uh, when, when he's going through the artwork from, from his teacher, a lot of Rick Alter got in there. Right. A lot yes. of Rick Alter got pieces. I don't know who did the portraits. I don't know if uh, of Miles and, and Robert, like, because I don't think Alter got did those. They were very clousy in. They were clousy, uh, but it's not. It's not Dan Klaus. It, it's definitely right. not. Like it doesn't have enough of that film. But it, so that's something I'm curious about. K favors in the comments. Uh, drop a little something. Sends sends the uh, public defender this this piece that he draws. And she over. really is right out of an eight ball comic. Sure. Yeah. 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 And uh, asks like you know, just has a little note on the artwork. Courtroom artist. Courtroom sketch artist. Question mark. Sends it to her. Cut to public defender's office. He goes to meet her. She calls him delicious. She digs him. Not not in a sexual way. Just like, oh, he's such a, he's a cute kid. A little give your sure. hair a tussle, give pinch your cheek kind of kind of thing. And of course, there's no courtroom sketch artist. Certainly in a public defender's at that low level kind of a thing. She puts the art to the test a little bit. Calls in Joey Jerkoff straight out of a Klaus comic. Again. T totally typecast. Like these are right <laughs> off the comics pages. Absolutely. <laughs> and she gives the boy pe pen and paper. Draw this dude and make it real mean, she says. <laughs> make it mean. And her laugh. I love her laugh so much. You know a, a bunch of middle-aged ladies who have yeah. that laugh. Also, when she smiles, it is two-thirds gum. It is two-thirds gum, man. And then like a little chicklet. All, all, all the people in this movie pretty much lend themselves to being caricatured in a mean way. Fully clousy. And like even the mom. Mm -hmm. And, and you, could, you could almost like plug them in to like other like things that Klaus had affiliation with. Like the mom would be one of the ladies from that happiness movie. Mm -hmm. You know, there was like a lady or two that, that like had the big ass forehead and shit like that. Uh, so no catch, no courtroom sketch artist piece. You could be like my assistant and type, type some quick notes. A couple of guys come in and you see what this lady has to contend with, man. A guy comes in, is shouting, going crazy, leaves. Enter Wallace, who, who we saw washing his feet or like taking a whole shower in the bathroom of, of like the, the the court yeah we see him robert sees him robert goes to the bathroom for whatever reason wallace is in there shirtless yeah hobo hobo shower is that totally what we're seeing in there uh has a hair lip another guy who again is cartoon character come to life yeah very uncomfortable with everything yeah just seems like the guy who brushes up against the world in a way that is not good for anyone but that's a guy who could who could work in that 1980s 90s comic industry like like like, like the, the the kind of social decorum and shit like that yeah i'm ready to start naming names the, of who he could be the in, rough in around the edges <laughs> right like that that energy exists completely in the anti-social stay in my crib like draw comics kind of landscape he and, fits yeah and he's in there because he got in a fight with a pharmacist yes. his pharmacist 
uh, I guess fulfill, fulfilling some kind of prescription. I think for psychiatric meds. I don't is know. My I, I don't know that that they really get into okay, that. But they you might can make your that. you that, can make that your projections. Guess, but it could have been any. It could. It's be an easy guess. It looks like he could have some physical ailments as well. <laughs> <laughs> nah, and he's real unhappy with. She wants him to plead guilty, and it'll be like whatever the outcome is. And he does not want to do that. He blames the uh, pharmacist as being like terrible and the problem and even thinks he should just defend himself right like he's a wreck you know like does not seem like he should be able to take care of himself uh but but a grown man you know like he's 40 compared or 45 50 i don't know something compared to robert so he's he's an adult has some experience just doesn't seem like a guy you'd want to hang out with that's that's true anti so very anti-social in his behaviors whether it's kind of no niceties in his conversations i think robert connects with him Tries to connect with him outside of the office, yeah, but because he hears the guy on his resume years ago was a color separ separator for Image Comics. And what does that mean? And and he's like, I'm not an artist. I had no creative input. It's like an assembly line thing. Let's not all get excited because, as Robert is like typing the notes, he looks back. Oh, he worked in comics. Reminds me of some Pittsburgh energy, like growing up, like like trying to find anybody with any connection to comics. And just get some wisdom out of these cats. All and right. Here's my question. When is this movie set? Why do you say that? Because if you're 18 and you're so obsessed that I'm not going to college, I'm not even going back to high school because comics are my thing, and you don't know any of this stuff, you're screwed. Like, you have no shot. You have zero shot. You're 18. You haven't figured out. You haven't looked online at, like, what's a comic submission? What are right. these jobs? Furthermore... And this is the esoteric comics part. This guy's doing Johnny Ryan comics. Yeah. Love Johnny Ryan comics. I think he's a great cartoonist. That dude's not looking to do an image comic. He's also not looking to go track down, like, the color separator right. from an image comic. Like, this is a time, the early 90s, whenever image and alternative comics would have been this far apart. Yeah. I hope my arm's going off the screen because it's right. further apart <laughs> than, than actually my wingspan. And... The idea that like this kid who's making these social commentary, mean, making fun of people, funny, all of these things standalone in comic strips, none of that fits image ever in the history of image, really. Yeah. And so for him to be like suddenly over the moon because this dude worked at Image Comics 30 years ago doing some digital component of their production, it completely changes who Robert is for me. He's not serious. He's not interested in comics. This is cosplay shit. <laughs> Go build your costume and, and dress up as Deadpool because you're not interested in comics or making comics professionally on any level. Uh, here's here's the here's my argument against that. Uh, at the very beginning, it's established with his like portfolio. I have to go to college, like I have. You go to college. My parents want me to go to college. Like you have to do that. Here's my here's my life drawing stuff. Why? Because I have to. Uh, this dude is some connection to comics and this kid is like willing to like involve himself in any kind of comic anything. No he's not. He's not making web comics. He's not connecting to anything comics related online. It's ludicrous within <laughs> the last 20 years to be what? saying one thing in this other and I get it. I'm not interested in seeing screens on screen. I get it that that's boring. But then set the comic, set the story at a different time, and use the continuity comics from the '80s. We can't name names. Like we know, we know people that that make that make mini comics and don't really put that shit on. Or like we'll say even in the 2010s, they they don't. Like like I see direct analogs to people that that like we personally know, and they're not doing that same stuff. Now I'm not going to say that they're going to get caught up with a with um Joe Chiodo or like. You know what I mean? Like somebody who worked at Digital Chameleon and, and just like... Who, in the scheme of this, that guy's a thousand times ahead. Chiodo. Yeah, because he's a colorist. Right, exactly. Like, like he's painting is, stuff. This he is, understands color theory. Like, what would the color separator be? It would be like, you have you have Steve Olaf do, your, do your Akira guides. Mm -hmm. And then he gives it to, like, the dudes he hired to, like, make it work as math. Like, that's what the colorist was, a separator was at that digital era, right? right. Like just a comp computer technician cat. So, I, you know, like we'll move beyond this because yeah. obviously this is a dumb conversation if this is where we stop. We're having fun. But but it is a big problem in my mind because like you have this, this guy who's kind of obsessed with like alternative comics, not 
not Marvel DC style and not that assembly line style and certainly not extreme comics of the early 90s. Yeah. You know, so like that's a weird disconnect in this part of like, and you don't explain what image is, the movie mm -hmm. doesn't explain what image is, where it's like, oh, it's a bunch of artists that go and get to own their own stuff. Because, okay, I can get back on board. 18-year-old kid wants to own his own comics. Cool, that'd be cool. That's not mentioned in the movie. That's true. You either know what Image Comics is or you don't. And if you do, the movie falls apart. And if you don't, then why is it even in there? Yeah. It's a weird bit of movie making. It's interesting because, like, the director, I was looking the kid up, man, born in 1991. So he doesn't, it's it's like retroactive nostalgia. It, it's, it's that Seth kind of nostalgia where, like, you weren't even around, really. Like, you were, like, a little kid. So this is your idea of, like, what these universes were with the image stuff and with alternative comics. And that's kind of like the universe that he's creating is like that bifurcation, uh, but just carrying it over. Like laptop computers exist. It's an old laptop that that guy uses to watch movies and stuff like that. So, you know, you don't see a cell phone in the thing. We, so we don't know like the, the exact time period or whatever. Wonder if this makes sense if you say like, this movie's 2001 or two. Right. Pre-social media. So yeah. that'd be where a lot of connections of this sort would be where you could this kid could reach out to Eric Larson or somebody all, all the cars are old but before then yeah so all the if, cars if are if 90s said cars 20 years ago maybe that would help uh -huh. with this piece yeah yeah the kid does zines but man he's in new like he's in the new york area you know what i mean like go visit marvel go visit if Mad Magazine's still being published and DC's still in new york you know like you would go visit these shops i would hope there are these like as this stuff that I'm sure you could could, could identify with uh, growing up as a, a drawer and a lover of comics and maker of comics where uh, the best advice that like your art teacher might have to give or some adult authority figure like who saw that you draw stuff is like, yeah, go send it to Mad Magazine and you ain't even thinking about that shit. And then when he's living with those two old dudes and I think there's an inspiration from Pete Bag with the, the roommates because there was like in Hate Comics there was like the nebulous uh, roommate George that you like you don't know about for a while, and he's in the back like making zines and stuff. Uh, I think I think the one character is, is sort of ba based off of that dude, uh, but he has Miles over his place. There's a great comedic piece when he brings Miles to the uh, apartment that he shares with the two dudes in the basement because Miles is like this the whole time. Wow, you have the coolest. This is amazing. It's the biggest building. And they make it a point to make this dude look up <laughs> a whole bunch at like the whole structure. And then it's like, no, we're going subterranean, man. Closet sized. <laughs> yeah, we're going downstairs. Like it was palpable. Like I felt hot, like like in the basement. Uncomfortable. And the old dudes are so I don't want to visit that basement as like a grown man. Like Even as a set, I feel like that poor boy with the long hair, like you can need to get checked for lice. He should have come out of there with like the big hair. <laughs> it looked like it would have frizzed up in heat. <laughs> yeah, like I'm saying you got lice and scabies and crabs yes. and all kinds of shit down there. Everybody should be checked for everything when they come out of that basement. So they have this box of comics and uh, this is going along with the teacher. Like, oh, you should work for Mad Magazine. Uh, the old dudes are fucking with the comics and it's the same thing that I remember. Doomsbury. Dick Tracy, like all the newspaper bullshit that is like later for that man. I'm talking Spawn and junk like this, man. Like, like that's a that's a moment. Like, I like I felt that moment a lot in my life. as yeah. as, as like that's a, a real moment. A, a young maker of, of of stuff. So the name, you know, Wallace talks about the color separation stuff. This kid is inspired. He he needs to make money. Like he sold off his comic collection f to get that initial like rent money. And uh, goes back to the shop where those comics are. Kind of works there a little bit. Yeah. A little comic shop. Yeah. Goes through his, his collection, which isn't moving. Like, the books are not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, early 90s image books. Yeah. That, that's a real moment, too. I had that experience. <laughs> so they're still all there, and he's able to look at the indicias. This is where we see straight-up Krusty Bunker fucking Tom Grinberg. Death Watch 2000 or whatever it is era. Yes. Tyvek cover. Like I wish I would have dug out the comic. Continuity no. Studios type comic. It has the indicia that we recognize with with um. It's but here's the thing. It's not. It's kayfabed because yeah, it, it has fake, fake names, names and shit. But if it's an image thing, you have that prominent inside yeah. cover thing like kayfabe the image interior. Mich cover. Michelle Fife. Everybody's it. done it. I've done it on on my ash cans. And it's stuff. in 
probably a hundred issues of, yeah. of, of Image Comics. Like that yeah. is an iconic, easy to find page if you're going to kayfabe it. And the color and separation name Megalith is way bigger. Or Avengers. Yeah. Or my my guess for the. Com I wish I would have dug it out just so we could say what comic. When it they is. pull it out of the box, it's like there's no comic. Like it looks like THB. You know, it's not THB, but it's thick. What are you about to do? This is how this dude reads his comics, by the way. This is a future comic book artist. This is a professional comic book artist. And he's reading his comics like this, like the covers. <laughs> Both covers open in this hand. <laughs> Who reads comics like this? People at home right now, there are comments about yelling at me for ruining the spine on this comic. This is the kid that's in the, my future is all banked on being in comics. This is how I, this is how I open up a comic. Yeah, lift it up, show it to the kid. Like this. I hold the covers over here, both of them. <laughs> What are you doing? I'm losing my mind. Natalie's like, oh, why are you watching this? I'm yelling at the screen because this kid's supposed to be handling. Did he ever touch a comic? Did he ever see a comic book before they shot this scene where he's like, how do you open this? Are you supposed to hold the covers over here? Which end is up? I don't know how you read this thing. Both you know what I'm talking about. I do. Yeah, yeah. What are we watching? But you do get to see a little piece of that crazy man ad where where it's like this is just this it's is a hundred percent crazy man. Yeah, this is this is a continuity comic, and they call it Image Inc. By the way, like so, I guess that's how you you don't need I uh, guess you know uh, permission from Image or some shit. So uh, yes, it is true. The same name is the color separator of Revenger or uh, <laughs> right. Megalith Two Thousand from the Death Watch thing. Uh, confronts the dude. Uh, who has to show up for his court? Well, to to confer mm -hmm. with with the public defender, confront someone on the street. Joe Fra Franklin was a name that came up, uh, and I th I think the director they like, had something to do with a Joe Franklin thing. And I was like, holy fuck, they, uh, they got Joe Franklin to be in this, and like he's been dead for a long time because he's the. It's not Joe Franklin. It's a Joe Franklin looking motherfucker in the in the um, Santa Claus outfit. Right, and so, there's and there's comic connections with Joe Franklin because that's Drew Friedman. You know, Drew Friedman used to draw Joe Franklin comics, use him as a character, and got sued for like three million dollars from that motherfucker, man. Really, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, I think they I think they made peace and, and stuff like that. But like, but like Joe Franklin has a comic connection. Wow. Um, and 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 Drew Friedman has a connection to this director kid. Uh, so confronts the dude. While he's talking to uh, uh, the hobo Santa, the hobo Santa uh, for like legal, legal advice. advice, this kid comes strolling up to talk color theory. Color theory, color separation is just a technical right. job, and he's like, "Oh, the work that you did." Yeah, it's I art. can see. I can see what you're doing with those colors. You're not doing anything. Yeah, that's not his job. Yeah, yeah, you're turning these colors into dots. Yeah, so that they could print properly is what he's doing. Uh, impact, he said, like like the color separator. <laughs> You could see that there's this is the chink in the armor where he's like, I did do something. Like, you, like I did do. I, I there is a art component to what I did. I, I know what I brought to the table was something like that. Never even saw the comic. Like takes it off the kid. He does just take it. See, fold it up. Folds it up in like fours and like quarters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, so the kid's leaving and uh, and he realizes I can get a ride. With, Wallace realizes I can get a ride with this kid. Yeah. He's like, where are you going, kid? So he goes and hops in the car. And of course, where he wants to go, back to the pharmacy. Yeah. To, to stir up trouble with the pharmacist. And the kid goes along with it. And I can see that. That kid's young and impressionable. I can see him being influenced by the guy who's like, let's go see if we can fix this. Yeah, bit. yeah. And he's still like a Klausian character because like like an Enid or somebody, uh, like an Enid to Steve Buscemi, mm -hmm. like this kid is like laughing like like when this dude's saying shit he's like laughing at you know so it's a it's a and by the way there the climax is is ghost world's climax like when steve buscemi flakes out seeing a comic piece made like in, in its sketchbook and goes to see that todd character and fuck try punches him or whatever like that's the climax of this movie it's the same it's the same exact deal it's a comic about wallace yeah uh court before the horse man um it doesn't go well at the at the at the pharmacy. It goes awful. There's a you know this is a relatively short movie and there's there when I think about some of the stuff like there's an old lady in a wheelchair that's asking this kid like what to do right like you're the pharmacist here I need Percocet just give me a Percocet and she's crying but it's crying like uh, like involuntary it's like <laughs> right yeah just, just so disturbing and nightmarish. Clausian also very Clausian and you know culminates this scene of the kid. 
essentially attacking the pharmacist yeah. and running out. So I guess that's his bond. As he gets Wallace back to his place, which looks like, I don't know, man, like a railroad check. Trash check, everywhere. Metal door and stuff. And uh, telling him, I'll pay you for an art lesson. Yeah. Which piques Wallace's attention, and, and he's down with that. And this is going all going to happen. It is parents' house on Christmas Day. Yes, but but it wasn't exactly planned that way. Uh, our boy Robert goes back to the crib that he mm -hmm. leased out for three hundred fifty, and when uh, the two old dudes he shared the space with were going through the comics earlier, they pulled out the Tijuana Bibles and they're looking at that stuff, uh, showing it back and forth, man. <laughs> when you get back to that apartment and you hear like a loud thing on like a TV or like the laptop. They don't even have TV. They just watch movies off the laptop. And uh, Robert needs the sound down. He needs to go to sleep. Uh, it goes into the room. And you think maybe the old dude's even dead. Yeah. Camera pans down and you don't notice it. See, it's like a quick move and like the camera doesn't help you. Like I watched the movie two times and, and like I pause because I'm like, what exactly was going on? One of the Tijuana, the Ginger Rogers Tijuana Bible is is on his tummy. As Probably the, sweated to him, like as, stuck to him. As the caravan's down and the fucking head of his cock is out of the waistband. Like tuck, tuck, <laughs> yeah. It's the full heart on and it's like out of his fucking underwears, man. And you hear this like, kind of like, and then you hear like an aggressive like verbal as the camera like moves over and you see the other roommate guy furiously furiously beating his cock and I, and then i paused on that to see what the comic was and i'm pretty sure it's a <laughs> wallywood uh it's a wallywood uh like D dorothy and like the lion the cowardly lion like wizard of oz kind of image of uh i i think i think i've seen it before like okay. or like a cinderella <laughs> Or like a sleep, like a um, through the looking glass bullshit mm -hmm. with a rabbit. It, I think it's like that, but I, I'm pretty sure it's a Wallywood piece, maybe from Eros, because there's lots of Fantagraphics love. Every every comic, like time you see like a good cut of comic setup, you see the Fantagraphics books, you see the Gary Groth magazine with Uncle Gary like getting like some screen time, you know, Gary Groth and like yeah, peat bag lettering and shit. So the kid is like sufficiently that is what got that boy out of the, the apartment. That was like, you know what, bridge too far, two dudes circle jerking. At my comic collection, I can never touch those comics ever again. There's a piece when he- lost those comics. There's a piece when he just- want a Bible's rare. Good luck replacing that. There's a place when he's like grabbing all of his shit. And I didn't notice it the first time, but in that fucking nuclear yeah. aquarium, a fish yeah, jumps yeah, 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 out. Yeah. <laughs> He asked him where the fish is early on. He's like, oh, the fish ate the other fish. And then I don't know. <laughs> well, he's like, well, well, where did that fish go? He's like, can't talk about it. Or it's something. so disgusting. <laughs> but the fish jumps it's out of that. It's green, opaque water. With light coming out of it? Yeah. That's a good, that's a good piece, man. It's All so right. disgusting. Cut to, as these type of dudes who you say you've never met, but like... You I'm not saying I never met them. Don't agree with, I, with I the character them, stuff? I know them, and I'm saying, like, you're not paying 350 bucks and living in this basement with two old dudes. Yeah. I, I think the kid's a grifter, like, because like, uh, he grifts the... Uh, there's a lot of grifting this kid does, man. Um, Super dismissive, too, because I think we've skipped the scene now where, like, really mean to his friend, his friend's comics. Yeah. Uh, compares them to Bean World, and they do a big Bean World piece on his latest mini comic, which he made five copies of. Right. That, that's the. Uh, I know. I know. I know that dude also. Yeah, I do too. But <laughs> but he starts out and he's like, oh, I never even read Bean World, and then like they go to a, a, a second party for a second opinion, an impartial party, another just a kid in the comic shop. That dude also hits the Bean World part. That, Bean World's never he, been more widely read uh, uh, than in this comic it, shop. No, 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 no. It, 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 it doesn't. It, Bean World is not mentioned till the, till that kid, that second kid is like, this looks kind of like Bean World, and then it becomes a big conversation. It's not okay. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Just for clarity, more Bean World conversation in this scene than maybe the history of the world. And then the it. and then the boy admits, I need to have diverse influences, man. There's a part that happens earlier <laughs> where um, they're. He wants to save his like I'm gonna say his Harry Lucy Archie comics yeah. and stuff. So so it's established that he digs cartoony cartooning. Um, you that, give him that, a lot of credit. I, I won't go as far <laughs> as to say the Archie he's saving or Harry Lucy. They're, they're not because it's Betty and Veronica. <laughs> That's right. And and he says I'm gonna keep <laughs> but but like I know what this director wants. 
But he needed to hit up the kayfabe boys <laughs> for consultation. Because we would have <laughs> took the lettering nib out of the guy's head. We'll get there, right? Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, but we just had to establish that he digs cartooning comics. And and so, by the way, I love the... Uh, I love that kid's comics, like like the uh, the the friend, the be the bean world, the bean world guy stuff. Like <laughs> like that's 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 art comics. You see that every SPX or like Robert's really mean to that dude though. He is, yeah, yeah, because he's he's threatened, and uh, that feels inconsistent and in, like incongruent. Like I don't know people who are like <clears throat> trying to derail one another and stuff like. Yeah, in my experience, like as soon as I found somebody that made comics, they're my best friend. A hundred. Because like I didn't know anybody else on earth like that. Yeah, so. one hundred for sure. Uh, where are we at, man? Um, Christmas morning. Yes, yes, yes. So, so as these kind of dudes always do, these little rich dudes that go slum it for a little while. Just when you thought you were out, they pull you back in. You're going to mama's house. Mm -hmm. Like I have so, dude. When we're off cam, man, I'm, t I'm telling you, man, the most tattooed up, <laughs> fucked up looking people. And then, like, they're, like we go back and see what the images they're tagged in when they go back home for Christmas. Sure. And you could just tell they're the black sheep and they're doing all that shit on purpose, cosplay. So homeboy cosplay. is going back home to the hundred to the million dollar crib. You know, if it's 600000 here in New York City where you could get into the city, man, that's a million dollar house. That's $2 million house. Going back home. Dad's there. Dismisses pops, goes up, gets ready, uh, drinks out the out the carton in the fridge, makes himself at home. Mom says, "What's up?" Christmas morning time. Made me some pancakes and let's open up presents. That's what he's there for. Yeah. Opens and, his, up. and his buddy's coming. Well, mom and dad don't know that yet, no. man. Because first we got to get our peep bag. That's right. Cameo piece. Open up the neat stuff collection. And mom, being like forward thinking, is like, I know you like Pete Bag. And right when, right when he said, uh, right when he said, I have all the issues. Like, like I said that in real life. Like, like talking about, like I was talking, like, oh yeah, that came. In, like, I have all the issues. And he, <laughs> like we said at the exact same time. <laughs> he's like, oh, a, he's so ungrateful. <laughs> right. And that stuff's spot on. That feels like a teenager, not self aware. I, I, I was okay with that, but it is that's a funny scene to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, what's funny is that like the parents would actually go that distance because like I would. I got comics for Christmas, but like I spelled it like right. get, hook me up with exactly this, hook me up with exactly this, and and don't deviate from the script. That mom is trying real hard. Real hard, totally. So he's like, you know, the binding's good. I guess I'll keep it as a backup. And yeah. the dad's just like, whatever. Yeah, his dad's so not into it. Yeah, his dad's just like, whatever, dude. Ding dong, motherfucker. Ding dong. Friends coming over. Here comes Wallace. And the parents are like, oh, fuck. Because, you know, it's Christmas morning, man. You're in your jammies. You got your flannel jammies on and stuff. Mom, man, she all got the bra on probably. Doesn't want some fucking weird stranger coming in and shit. But in comes Wallace. About to clomp his boots onto the carpet. Ooh. There's one rule here. Yes. Take those shoes off. And he was not prepared for that. No. Takes off the stuff, man. I think I got the same socks on, by the way, <laughs> right now, man. Holes and all that stuff. And this guy, like, he's got, like, a little, you know, he's a compulsive cat. Like, he's taking a shower or at the, at the at the at the public defender's office, all that. Yeah, Wallace is in bad shape. Yeah, have the breakfast, and it, this boy, you know, so so like that's Steve Buscemi to Enid. Like he's bringing this dude around to like basically make his parents uncomfortable. It seems like man, it's like he's weaponizing his dude a little bit. Yeah, and it's his parents are are real quick too, because he's like met him at work. Yeah. He works at a public defender's office. They're like, what's your case? Right, right, wait, wait, wait. Instantly. We work at this joint, and then Wallace is like, well, she works for me, yeah. implying that the public defender is on his, and she, and mom's is like, okay, what's your case? And that changes the tone, the tenor of the conversation, because now it's not just a dude in the office. It's a dude that can't afford an attorney uh, who's it's being in some kind of legal trouble. Yeah. And he's charged he's, with something. He's a brutish figure, you know. Mm -hmm. He's he's a tall guy, got to be about two two fifty. Yeah, loud. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 awkward for sure. Robert gets called away. Is that whenever his buddy Miles shows up? He leaves the room for something. I can't remember what for. And when he comes back, things are just like fever pitched, right? Like they keep grilling Wallace, and Wallace runs away. Is that right? When Robert comes back, Wallace is gone? Yeah, and, th and that's when he's, like, in the bathroom. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's two situations where where Robert has to split, and the conversation changes, and then splits again. I, f I, for I kind of forget that part, but 
we end up Wallace is is barricading himself. Yeah, and I'm mostly good with all of this. I have no real movie crit for any of this stuff. Yeah, sure. Wallace obviously uncomfortable. Good, you know, you sort of get these very everybody's uncomfortable now. Yeah. So that all works. I think. I think that's good stuff. I would say unless you've got something here and some funny stuff in the whole bathroom scenes, but eventually we cut to, we're going to the bedroom, we're going to Robert's bedroom, we're gonna have our art lesson. Yes. And so back to the comic stuff, and Wallace pulls out penciled pages. Unclear whether they're vintage from back in the day or new stuff he's working on, but penciled. And so he, he's gonna do a demo, I guess, on inking, but that quickly falls apart. He just can't do it. So instead, let's let Robert ink it and they'll kind of, whatever wisdom he's got to share, yeah. maybe he'll, he'll talk him through it. Yeah, so should we pull apart, apart a little bit of the technicals on this stuff? So so we did an episode, we shot an episode earlier today, man, where we're, um, we were looking at our, t our, our teenage Extreme Studio submissions, like literally mm -hmm. the, the, the image stuff. Uh, we didn't crinkle it. No. You know, like this dude is like unfolding Two, three times, like it's a like it's a triptych from AAA. And good luck inking over a fold yeah. in a page. Like yeah, that's a recipe for disaster. For sure. Uh, I think before Miles comes over two times, and and uh, the first time, like Wallace is like chilling on the bed, and it's like, where are your superhero things? And uh, <laughs> that's when Miles is like like. Uh, uh, Wallace says something like, you just got all this like animal stuff. I just don't get this animal stuff. Where are your superhero things? And that's where Miles is like, you don't like, some of that funny animal stuff is really good. Pogo. The ducks. And he's like, Pogo. And, and they're like, the ducks. And he's like, the ducks. <laughs> and then and then the guy who says the duck, who's, see, he's pretend, Miles is pretentious <clears throat> because he's like, Mrs. Duck and Daisy Duck and like, those ain't the first names to come to mind when you're looking at Carl no, Barks not comics. At all. Not at all. Mrs. Duck? What the fuck is M Grandma Duck? He said something. No. Yeah. Those ain't the ones you say. And then, <laughs> then Wallace says his piece about those were for 10-year-olds in the 50s. And 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 uh, Robert, who's just so malleable to his mentors and shit, is like, oh, yeah, I'm, I've been off that stuff since I was 15. And he's like, Wallace is like, even 15 is too old for that <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Uh, only pedophiles read those comics. <laughs> he says, Does he say that? He says, the only, the only adults read that shit are pedophiles, he says. That's funny. All right, so we have our inking demo. It's a C inking nib with a flat dull edge, and Wallace is telling him how to feather, and it's fun watching this. There hand. are probably comics that you could ink with that. Not 90s era Rob Liefeld style comics. Yeah, and you see him trying to feather with it, and you see. That f shitty feathering would be anybody mm -hmm. with a C dull flat nib. Think about like D big, big round tip on the end of that. Just pen. flat. <laughs> it's a, it's almost like imagine like if a if a if a nickel or a dime was just fully flat and you had like a stick on it because it's just a flat thing and you're gonna feather with that. It's like that's the simplest thing. But but I actually I th I have a theory about like why like why that was the pen nib used because these are this is just actors right. And like the 102 yeah, right. is pulling, learn, pulling motions. And you have to rethink your whole approach. Mm -hmm. Like like you've always drawn with pens like this as a kid. But like with the 102, it's all pulling and you have to change it and you have to keep pulling, pulling, pulling. And like it's muscle memory and these guys just need this information for like a day of like shooting. So like they need to be able to go like this because they're fucking flicking ink everywhere. And it's the only way to like pretend like you know how to use a dip, but it's a C lettering nib. You don't you don't ink with those things, man. Right. And Wallace is getting sort of agitated. And is like, you do it. And and then Miles shows back up with his originals so you yeah. can see all the detail. Yeah. <laughs> and Robert's like drawing like a face in the abs of this drawing. It looks like um Josh Bayer's type energy because there's like a face and like the feathering around it is he's doing some move too where he's like dragging the ink around where it's just like this this pool of like thick lines of ink. I'd be mad too. He ruined those pages. Totally, totally. And the argument is that 
this is he's fucking around in an area where he's gonna spot black. Yeah, it's gonna be filled in black. Yeah, that's kind of reasonable. And 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 I, I do that. You I can look that at you can my originals like, uh, and see weird tips stuff. and stuff. Make sure the pen's doing what you want it to do. I do that. Yeah, or just even in the margins <clears throat> and stuff like so. So like so like I get that, but like that's not a place where you would do that on the abs. Like there's nothing to black out there really. No, and also not on like someone else's pages. Definitely that you're, like, trying not to make something impress good. and stuff. And Wallace is implying like, hey man, if this works out. I know some people. I have connections. It's been a, it's been a couple years. I have connections. <laughs> yeah, unclear how many, but at least a few years since he's been in the uh, the heart of the color separation game. Yes, but he thinks if these pages are magic, they've got a future. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the guy is nuts, Wallace. Like certifiable, like dangerous to be in a room with this guy, it's especially with, with art with sharp pen nibs. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Wallace catches a glimpse, man, of these pencils that he preserved for a long time. He does say something like, you know, did these long like like so and so. Oh, when he's doing the the ink demo for Robert, he has that line like one of the pieces he shows. It's definitely Rob Liefeld Hawk and Dove piece okay. that, that that he's like traced off or something like that. But he when he's showing the feathering, he's like. You want to capture the Liefeld line. That's the gold standard. Mm -hmm. And the boy's like, it is? Like, that's literally in there for comic people. You know? that like That's in there for comic <laughs> heads. Uh, Wallace finally sees, like, that what, what what this Robert kid is doing to his piece. You know, these these vintage pencils that are, that are two, three decades old, whatever. Scott Williams, if you were going to make that line accurate, would be the, the gold standard for inking of the early 90s image era, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we can agree on that, no doubt, man. When Wallace sees these inks, though, and that little face that's drawn on the torso of one of his dudes, ballistic. Yeah, and that's happening while Miles is asking him about craft versus uh, soul. Yes, yes, it's 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 James Cachow. It's it's a TCGA letters columns, dude. Yes, it is. And and I and maybe if you frame this movie <laughs> as as based on the letters call of, of Blood and Thunder, yes, I might be more on board. But but they're yelling back and forth, Wallace and Miles. While Robert's sitting in the drawing table, in between them drawing a face in this like <laughs> Rob Liefeld esque kind of page of action comics, and he's like, "Well, yeah, craft is important, but I mean, isn't the soul that's is what matters?" And just keeps yelling it, and Wallace is melting down. Yeah, he's like, "Stop saying that!" None of us in this room are an artist. I'm not an artist. He's not an artist. You're definitely <laughs> not an artist. And, and did you just know? Like I was in a car from the airport getting picked up in Seattle and you know how like they'll try to get a couple people that are guests at the, at Emerald City or whatever we were at man so it was I was in there with Aaron Gray when I did Emerald City that was my uh <laughs> I was in there with a monthly fucking Marvel cat who was like hey who are you man and I'm like yeah my I'm like, yeah my publisher is in this town in Seattle yeah what's your publisher Fantagraphics never heard of them <laughs> you know what I mean Never heard of them. <laughs> so that's the way they they, 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 they they caught that shit. Yes. Uh, in, in that way, because because Wallace would say that you are he would say that to Gary Panther. Mm -hmm. You know, like like I could I could totally see some fucking studio dude from Wildstorm or Extreme Studios looking at Gary Panther's Jimbo comics. Yeah. And saying you are not an artist. <laughs> Absolutely. It is. That is a funny line. Yeah. I'm not an artist. You're not an artist. And you're definitely not an artist, man. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yes. Uh, so then it becomes, they start fighting a little bit, man. Back and forth. Because this boy with the glasses is all about his blood and thunder. Wallace wants another look at uh, good old Miles' uh, pages. I don't remember quite if Miles just hands him over in that spirited conversation. It probably feels like it would be a mistake. Because Wallace is too uh, eager to take a look at those pages. <laughs> Gets a hold of them. And starts going to town with that C-nib. All over homeboy shit. <laughs> Draw those over are his it. originals. Yeah, he yeah. established he went home to get the originals. To yeah, see yeah. The detail. Of his Bean World comics. The schmoz. Uh-huh. Goes down. <clears throat> yes. And uh, our boy Robert. It's his bedroom. And he's like, guys, what the hell? Chill out. Chill out. It gets a little bit more, more aggressive, and you see the boy get. It's a, it's a, um, it's a switcheroo. Like you see the boy get positioned by the window 
I'm like, they're going to push this motherfucker out of a window over fighting about comics? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> like, I, I was like, this dude is dead. Uh, you see, when you watch it the first time, you don't know what the hell you're looking for. But on the second time, like, I was paying more attention to the scuffle. And, like, as they're fighting, 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 the boy pulls the hand, his own hand back and pops the joint into the head. He hits himself with the Zabu, the, the original Sheik. You know what I'm saying? The Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out right now in my head, well, you got a C-nib. Maybe it just glances <laughs> off. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It ain't that 102. Be happy it's not a 102 aiming at your head. Yeah, because that will stick into skull. For sure. And it's that thin metal at the tip. Like, that's going to need sutures and shit. Yeah, it'd like, probably even break off. Now you got a little piece of metal lodged in there. Yeah, but the problem with the C-nib is if it does get in there... It's big. It's in, the, it's in there pretty solidly. You hear... The boy goes down. You hear what might be the mom screaming. High-pitched as a motherfucker. Uh, freaking out. Cut to miles on the ground with the nib... With the pen and holder. Wearing a white suit, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> the, dude. the Jim Cornette white suit. Yes, sir. And <laughs> just like, he does that cry that babies do, where there's silence in between. Like when you take the breath, silence, and then just the most high-pitched wail as the blood comes out. Squirt some of it. Dude, mass transit. Mm -hmm. New Jack. Mm -hmm. He totally hit an artery yeah, with that yeah, shit. Yeah, he's bleeding the gusher on that white suit on Christmas every, Day. Every pump of the heart is a squirt. Yeah, and uh, at that point, Wallace pretty much makes his break. Yeah. I can't remember if he has to wrestle by the dad or whatever to get out. Runs he gets past. out of the house. Yeah, because everybody's addressing <laughs> the triage that needs to take place. They're not really paying attention yeah, to the big dude. Yeah, bleeding out of his head. Yeah. So got it, got it, that gets the attention. Yeah, yeah. Put pressure on it, all that. Wallace bounces. Robert is looking out the window trying to figure out what's going on. Wallace hops in his car. Robert's car. Robert's car runs it through the garage, the family garage. Yeah. So we get to witness that and then jumps out on foot. And you know what? Now I'm thinking about the driveway that they're running down. This is a million and a half probably, this house. Yeah, there's, there's some land. property. There's, there's a couple acres of land there. It's wooded, nice long driveway. Robert takes off after him. Yes. Which should be a very one-sided race. This 18-year-old so. kid should have run him down in about 10 steps. Yeah. Finally catches up with him kind of at the end of this half-mile driveway and... They engage in a physical showdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big dude beats on a kid, man. Kicks the shit out of him. Yeah. Gets him down on the ground, kicks him a couple times when he's down. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe a little of that energy happened at the right aid, you know? Implications of, of like, this might have been what happened. Uh, I, you feel like Robert's such a piece of shit that it's like, catch a fair one to the jaw a little bit. You're an asshole. Uh, Wallace says... You know, you have no right to interfere. You like you're celebrating my my failures in life. He sees he sees the comic that that Robert drew ab about him, like in oh, the office. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and that sort of made him turn heel. Yeah. That made him that made him like notice what Robert was doing with ink in the face right. and all that stuff. And then that set him off. That set him off. Like that's where he's in the position. You're not an artist. I'm not an artist. Nobody's an artist here. And it's it's real mean spirit. It's about the guy's mental mm -hmm. issues and shit. So it's like all there on Front Street. Uh, and then and then skips off, and then uh, our boy ends up opens up the comic shop. It's like the beginning of Clerks, you know. It's yeah. all it's all the it's all the moves that go to like open a store, and he's there. Uh, no ending to it. No, I Bad enjoyed ending. this. I enjoyed this recap more than I uh, expected to. Yeah, but it it does make me mad though. Like this Robert dude should not be approaching comics this way. Yeah. Like, I'm glad he's not making it in comics. Mm -hmm. And believe me, he's not making it in the comics. Yeah. And it's good. Yeah. Because he's, he just, he's not serious. No, no, no. It's, he's, it's, it's, um. You say it's good that Wallace kicks him in the face. And it's like, that kind of sums up his attitude about comics. He is so unserious compared to the way he behaves around his parents and his friend Miles. You know, when, when he's being a dick and he's a teenager, and look, I was terrible as a teenager. I can understand that part. But the lack of seriousness on, in terms of his craft and profession and comics as an industry, it is like that cosplay wrestler kind of thing where it's like, that guy is not, he's never, we're not, never going to see a comic by Robert. No, no. It, it's the equivalent yeah. of when you go to, like, when you check these cats who 
uh, decide that they're going to start hopping trains and shit to accumulate life experience so that they could do their next Jack Kerouac, you will never see the culmination of all the writing that they're on supposed the road, to do. On yeah. the road two isn't coming out anytime soon. No, sir. So he is a version of that. And, and, and I know a million of him. Like, I know that dude. Uh, when we are at festivals, that's a, a version of the dude that's coming up saying like how do i copyright my characters right it's and the guy it, that has a like a pencil sketch of a of a pretty generic looking character yeah but has a whole epic in his head right we're not going to see that epic yeah and it's not going to get a publisher in the next couple of months no it feels like you're making fun of comics mm -hmm. making this movie so that bothers me sure yeah, you know, yeah like totally. i know because here's why whenever i was a kid you were you were a freak if you were in a comics. It wasn't cool. There was no future. All my art teachers poo pooed it, and that's putting it mildly. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, it was like this is kind of a you're doing this because you're really interested in this as an art form, as a vocation, whatever. But you're you're serious about it because like there's no encouragement. It's not cool. It's not going to get you somewhere. Yeah, and it feels like. This movie plays up all those stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. You've got this like kid who's treating it like a joke, but acting like it's something special and a calling or whatever. I'm I'm out on those dudes. Yeah, like I don't need them in my life. They never helped with comics in any way whatsoever. And so, in a weird way, this propagates all the horrible stereotypes about this stuff, which I'm mostly beyond. I'm not somebody that carries around. Hey, when I was a kid, you were a real loser if you were into comics. It's all right. That's not the world now. It's great. Comics are respect. You do comics in a million different ways. There's lots of applications and outlets, and they're in every store and library and schools and whatever. It's great. It's worked out great. But I see this in some of his flashbacks to all of the negative stuff that I grew up with around comics. Yeah. That I'm glad we've overcome. Totally, and that feels <clears throat> like it's a part of that space, man. Because I had to even explain, you know, this idea of like like image comics to indie it, like it was it was image and indie mm -hmm. and even in that world even in that comic shop like there ain't even manga right like so so it's like it's before that like it really does feel like in that time period also like when he's sitting there at the end with the credits and i'm looking at the wall books mm -hmm. is silverhawks one really a wall book like uh let, let me know because i saw it up on the wall and I, and I got it i actually pulled it for an episode just because of like maybe a nostalgia like that'll get an interesting audience bump or something like that but i'm like silverhawks one it feels weird to be a wall book. Like I saw the first Carnage up there. Yeah, that makes sense. I might have preferred a documentary about that comic book store. Yeah, I thought it was Dave Sim playing the fucking uh, playing the owner. Like, like it's not. Like, but there was like a look on his. There was like a in certain lighting. I'm like, is that fucking Dave Sim? It's wow, not. I got to go back and, and look at it because like there was like a Cerebus thing. So I think that like implanted the idea of Dave Sim in my in my head at first, but then. I'm like, is that fucking Dave Sim? It's like Dave Sim pretending to be Brian Hibbs. I was trying to figure out that comic shop and if I had ever been in there. Garage Comics. I mean, it's not quite the name. But there, uh, there was a shot at the end that I was looking at it and it reminded me of Escape Pod's com comic shop, the mm -hmm. layout. And that made me start to think like, wonder where this is shot? Is this a couple shops? You know, is it yeah. like, like, what are we looking at here specifically? Because you know how these indie movies work, right? Like they've been filmed in bills in different places and stuff. So it could be any shop that, you know, you've been in or yeah. is known. True, true. There it is. I, like I, I, I like how you tie things up because it is. It, it, it just it felt like it didn't feel like the progress of like where comics has gotten us to this point. It, it definitely is like a very specific. And the thing is, like there are people now who show up at eighteen with a good-looking comic in their hand. Yeah. Do a movie about them, because that's that's imagine what their high school you know experience is. Because you're not getting to that point without hundreds and thousands of hours spent doing this. So. I don't know. Maybe we're too close to it, but it does feel like if you're not close to it, I don't know how you would understand this movie at all. Yeah, sure. So it's kind of a weird conundrum of like, I don't know, who's this for? <laughs> yeah, man. Well, there it is, dude. Gave it an hour, dude. That's surprising. That's almost the length of the movie. <clears throat> hey, man, I watched it, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, if uh, if this does well, like there might be a future movie uh, reviews we got to do, dude. <laughs> yeah. What are, what are the other comic book movies? There's the uh, James Robinson wrote and directed that like comic book villains, right? That's it's, true. It's a comic shop. I've never, I don't think I've seen one moment of that. I, I did. See you know that. what I used to see though? There that was... might be one of my last uh, rents from, from really? like, from like a movie store. Do you remember, was Michael Rappaport in that? I think so. Yeah. Do you remember it being good? I like Michael Rappaport. I, I liked it because, because like I was able to, 
I was able to um, put analogs to the shop. Like, there's an Ides, there's a Copacetic, nice. there's like a Phantom. That seems fun. Like, comic shop culture, I could see that being fun. There was an episode, and I want to say it's like CSI, like one of those kind of shows, but I think it might have been like a couple of levels below, yeah. where like somebody robs a comic shop, murders somebody, something like that. Maybe based on true events, considering comics maybe, history. Maybe local events, actually, dude. <laughs> but but I remember like that shit. sitting in the glass case is Mac Afro. And what is that? <laughs> it's just an indie. It's like a black exploitation kind of indie comic, but it's a pretty deep indie pool. Like mm -hmm. I have, I think maybe the full run of it. But to see that sitting, like it must have been a friend of somebody's or, or something. Someone asked for comics to populate this set with. But I remember that standing out on TV. Like I don't think I've even seen an episode of the oh, show. Oh shit! Full, but oh shit! Uh oh, chasing Amy. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 You know that that was a real fun one too, because that's early days of like seeing comic culture and you and they they, they screen yeah they set up like a kayfabe convention mm -hmm. and you see um dave lapham over here with the stray bullets yeah thing and then you see um i think heart d fisher like you see the marvel that sounds right like yeah yeah shirt. that sounds right maybe heart d fisher man i never even thought of that that's that's a good one but you know who wouldn't want us, us to talk about that is like joe quesada and the, like like the, the covers that they drew and shit like that pretty pretty hardcore also the the opening intro of mall rats has like all gaijin studios doing um the cut the that. covers it's to, been so long since i've seen those yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. it's like here's, here's a jason pearson here's the <clears> adam hughes here's the brian stelfreeze jay lee like wow uh, it's all those cats. Um, I think Mike Allred does one. Yeah. I think he does a bunch in Chasing Amy, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah that's his hand. Bluntman and Chronicle, those covers <laughs> and shit. Funny yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, man, should we get out of here? Yes. All right, K-Favors, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, show them what you got. Hulk Grand Design, Monster Madness. Pick this stuff up now from your local comic shop. Pre-order the Treasury Oversize Edition. It'll be out in January. Street Angel, Deadly Scroll Live, also available in comic shops now from Image Comics, back in print after almost a year. Pick that one up and join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see lots more of my comics and art. You can download out of print zines and mini comics. All that good stuff in the links below. Red Room Trigger Warnings, Red Room the Anti-Social Network. These trade paperbacks are in stores as we speak. Each collect four issues of uh, my Red Room ongoing kind of series. And uh, you could get all of this material on my Patreon for three bucks. Plus, I'm serializing new strips every Tuesday, more than 300 pages worth of stuff. Got a link tree in the description below this video where you can order and pre-order current future Red Room comics. Hit up the Patreon that way. Uh, helps help support the work and keep keep us rocking. Um, what else do we have out there, Jim? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, hats, merchandise, fanny packs, and more at the spread shop link below this video. Another great way to support the channel, man. Given those marching orders, we'll be on our way. Read more comics. And uh, if you're gonna make movies about them, show some motherfucking respect. <laughs>